Welcome to Scary Stories to Sleep By. We're going to be talking about the haunted history of the Kingsley Hospital. This history comes from an article that was written on anomalian.com by Jake Carter. It's titled, From Hospital to Haunted House, The Story of Kingsley Hospital. So please sit back, relax, close your eyes, and let's get spooky. Kingsley Hospital is located just south of Auckland, New Zealand at Karaka and is a former psychiatric hospital that is considered to be one of New Zealand's notorious haunted locations, with over 100 claims of apparitions being reported. It was operational from around 1930 to 1999 when it finally closed its doors and the location was proposed as a site for a new prison that would hold 600 people, but that did not go ahead. In 2005, the old hospital once again had a lease of life and became Spookers, a haunted attraction in the former nurse's home, and in 2011, opened a corn maze on the hospital grounds. Kingseat Hospital was named after a hospital in Aberdeenshire, Scotland, following the Director General of the Mental Health Division of the Health Department, Dr. George Gray, Upon returning from an overseas trip, and he felt it appropriate to have a sister hospital with the same name in New Zealand. Flower gardens, shrubs, and trees were grown on the grounds of Kingseat Hospital, such as surplus plants from the Ellerslie Racecourse and Norfolk Island Pines, originally seeds from Sir George Gray's garden on Kawao Island. The actual construction of the hospital is said to have started in 1929 when 20 inmates from another nearby mental institution brought 12 wheelbarrows and about 10 shovels to the hospital site. Kingseat Hospital was in operation since 1932. In 1939, the Public Works Department and Fletcher Construction Company Limited agreed on the construction of a two-story nurse's home at Kingseat Hospital with the government to provide the steel for the building. The hospital grew throughout the mid-late 1930s and 1940s to such an extent that by the beginning of 1947, there were over 800 patients. From 1964, nursing staff at Kingseat were given name tags to wear on their uniforms. In 1968, certain nurses at Kingseat Hospital went on strike which forced the administration to invite unemployed people and volunteers to assist within the hospital grounds with domestic chores. In 1973, a therapeutic pool was opened by the then mayoress of Auckland, Miss Barbara Goodman, four years after the main swimming pool was added to the hospital in 1977. The site celebrated its 50th anniversary jubilee in 1982. During the 1970s and 1980s, there were many places attached to the psychiatric hospitals in New Zealand where alcoholics were treated for their drinking addictions, and villas 4 and 11 at Kingsey Hospital served this purpose. In 1996, South Auckland Health sold Kingsey Hospital after government decisions to replace ongoing hospitalization of mentally ill patients with community care and rehabilitation units. This led to the eventual closure of Kingsey Hospital in July 1999, when the final patients were relocated off the complex to a mental health unit in Otara. After the closure of Kingsey Hospital in 1999, 
the grounds were initially considered as a potential site for a new prison able to accommodate for 600 inmates. In 2000, legal action was taken against the Tanui tribe for financial issues involving the former hospital. It has also been reported that at least two patients had vanished while at the hospital, and little is known about what happened to these people. As of 2007, the most common apparition reportedly seen at King Seat Hospital was the Grey Nurse, believed to be a former staff member in and around the former nurse's home. In 2011, ideas were proposed to grow the area in the King Seat suburb tenfold for the area's equine industry. This involved the propositions of rezoning to the residential area of a majority of the land around King Seat Hospital. Although certain buildings, structures, and plant life on the former hospital site were protected due to historic and cultural value. Since the hospital's closure, more than 200 people have come forward to file complaints against the government, claiming they were mistreated in New Zealand psychiatric institutions during the 1960s and 1970s, including patients at Kingsey Hospital. Many of the complainants, who at the time of the incidents were aged between 18 and 16 years old, say that they were heavily over-medicated, unwillingly subjected to electroshock treatment, and placed in isolation for long periods of time sometimes for months. With numerous amounts of legal complaints and cases being filed, the government has expressed an interest in resolving all of the reported complaints of abuse or mistreatment against these poor patients. We can start to see how the buildings of the hospital could hold such dark energies and have claims of paranormal within. The ones who complained are the lucky ones. The claims of the amount of who passed away within the walls of King Seat is on the high side. According to stuff.co.nz, King Seat Hospital is the number one haunted spot in New Zealand. The problem with these claims is that apart from a New Zealand TV show called Ghost Hunt, no real paranormal investigation groups have or may ever be able to investigate the hospital until such an investigation takes place. We just have to take the words of those who made the TV show and of those who once worked and lived behind the wall and razor wire that is King Seat Hospital. One of the most high-profile cases of alleged abuse at King Seat Hospital is the death of an 11-year-old named Clement Matthews. His case was reopened by police in 2004, 36 years after his death, after a fellow patient and friend, Stephen Lindsay, came forward as a witness. Matthews's official cause of death was pneumonia, but Lindsay, who was 14 at the time, alleged this was a cover-up of horrific abuse. He said he saw his friend being thrown to the ground by a male nurse and brutally kicked in the back after Matthews had taken a piece of bread. Lindsay told the New Zealand Herald his friend died like a dog. I had heard something snap. It was like a branch breaking. I knew at that time his back was broken. One of the most famous cases of disappearances involves two deeply troubled 13-year-old boys. The boys vanished without a trace from King Seat in 1967. Bruce Mitchell and Kelly Hayden Collins allegedly wandered out of the hospital and were presumed dead. They were thought to have drowned in the nearby harbor of Manukau, according to the New Zealand Herald. Police have claimed to have found footprints leading to the water in the case of Mitchell, but only evidence was found of Collins' shoe in a paddock. There was no body ever found.
Mitchell's siblings believe foul play may have been a factor in the brother's disappearance and that he was being physically abused. His brother John Mitchell told the New Zealand Herald, Every time we went to see him, he was covered in bruises. We were sure he was being beaten, but were always told by hospital staff he had walked into a door. I think something happened to him. I am not a suspicious person by nature, but I do believe something happened to my brother. According to the New Zealand Herald, a coroner's hearing into Mitchell's death was never carried out, and there is no record of his death. His sister Judy Sork has questioned why there was no further investigation into her brother's death, given the suspicious and disturbing circumstances surrounding it. She stated, He used to panic when we left King's Seat. He was so frightened of that place. Like so many others, all we want is answers. The Paranormal Investigation and Research Group, Haunted Auckland, has conducted a numerous amount of investigations at King's Seat, which is said to be the most haunted place in New Zealand. There are reports that more nurses died on the premises than patients, and that staff suicide was a common occurrence there. With over 100 reported ghost sightings at King's Seat, the most prevalent is the Grey Nurse, who took his own life and now apparently dwells in the old nurses' quarters. Interestingly, it's the nursing arena that seems to have provided fertile ground for the ghost hunting at King's Seat. Much of the footage shows the paranormal investigators of Haunted Auckland supposedly communing with a ghost named Alexis Jackson, a nurse who continues to look after patients at the hospital. And during a visit to a former nurse's house, another team member claimed to feel dizzy and nauseous when she touched a bathtub, climbing in. She sensed something terrible had happened in this bathtub. She stated, I closed my eyes and saw a bit clearer a picture of a woman being pushed under the water. I saw her arms and legs thrashing in the bathtub. I could see a hand and arm pushing her under the water and drowning her. According to Haunted Auckland, the staff at the Spookers attraction have been creeped out by object manipulation and chilly spots. And at the King Seat Villas, there's been some serious poltergeist activity. There have been reports of shaking cupboard doors, tapping on the windows, self-operating toilets, and moving furniture. There have been voices heard, people have smelt sulfur, and there have been shadowy figures seen within the halls. The previously mentioned TV show Ghost Hunt features a video with footage of an unplugged dentist chair turning itself on and claims to have captured the shape of a ghost's face in a shower stall. There are those who don't agree with the King Seat being used as a haunted attraction since it opened in 2005. One of the more outspoken individuals is actually a former patient. For 18 years, starting from the age of 17, Deborah Lampshire lived in the King Seat Hospital. When she sees those buildings, she remembers the screams and anguished cries for help. In a 2017 article by Jeremy Olds, on stuff.co.nz. She stated, For me, knowing the turmoil and anguish that went on there, to see it turned into a form of entertainment, I find it a little bit difficult to deal with. She is now 60, and she works for the Auckland District Health Board and the University of Auckland, in roles where she advocates for those with mental illnesses. For us, it's a memorial being defaced. I wish the owners of Spookers really cared about the real people and their circumstances at the time. In the same article, the writer interviewed another patient, Allison Pascoe. She arrived in King's Seat in 1950 at the age of eight. During the five years she spent there, 
Pasco says she suffered abuse from the staff and residents and was consistently intimidated and threatened. She stated, I felt trapped. I felt I was left in that place to rot and die. She was later compensated for her mistreatment at Kingsey and other psychiatric hospitals. Pascal says she finds Spookers to be personally insulting and that the actor's performances mocks King Seat's former patients. I think it's really demeaning. I think it's evil, actually, and people should stop making fun of mental illness. Nobody knows what it's like until you're struck down with it. Beth Watson, who founded Spookers in 2005 along with her family, was originally drawn to the building's appearance and its proximity to a small forest nearby which is now known as Freaky Forest. She did not realize the facility had been a psychiatric hospital until she made inquiries into leasing the building. She has been on record as stating, We talked about whether it was appropriate and whether we felt it was disrespectful. They decided to convert their former nurses' quarters rather than a treatment facility or patient accommodation. She said, We just felt more comfortable because it was a nurses' hostel. It's estimated that between 80 and 90,000 people visit Spookers each year and that they know about the building's former life. The company does avoid mentioning its haunted history in their promotional material, and says it's based in the former Kingseat Psychiatric Hospital. Watson has stated, If the building's past lends horror to the Spookers' experience, it's absolutely secondary to the cast's performance. Spookers wasn't here when there were any patients here, and Spookers can't change what happened here. The Spookers' haunted attraction is open to this day in Auckland, New Zealand. Thank you so much for joining me for this haunted history. I would like to hear your thoughts in the comment section below. Do you think it's appropriate to have a haunted attraction in a place where so much trauma occurred to so many people? If you haven't already done so, I would appreciate it if you give this video a like and subscribe to my channel if you haven't already. And until next we meet, stay spooky and you're worthwhile.